This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. What's so cool about tonight is I asked Marianne if she would um, come and just sit with me for a discussion. And um, we have many discussions. And so you are kind of being led into one of our phone calls or our discussions or our um, just fun times. Because we we weave in and out of... um, real what church people would consider spirituality and then sometimes it's just our fun but Jesus sees that as spirituality Mm -hmm. and um, she does not know in fact I just told her when she got here tonight I told her what the title was she doesn't know what's on these notes she said when she got here she didn't want to see them and the thing that I love about that is um, well you're going to see me and my daughter together but you're going to also see deep trust deep trust, not just because we're blood relatives, but because we are also his blood relatives. And she is my daughter and Neil's daughter, not just this genetic thing, but by the design of God that we had the privilege to raise this woman of God. And so um, we're going to have a good time because she is the perfect person for the title that I'm doing tonight, which is The Privilege and Power of Individuality. So we're going to have fun because, and um, I'll look at some of my notes because I said, Holy Spirit, you know her better than I do. As deeply as I know her, you know her better than I. So what do you want me to ask her? And um, part of the beauty of things like this is because of the trust, she's not nervous or like, oh, I don't know, mom, and what are you going to do? And I think that some of what we desire deeply to be a part of what is the heartbeat or the prime role in so is that you're here, you're free, you are um, a free moral agent with God, you have your own personal relationship with God, and the beautiful thing about our relationship is me being in full-time ministry is not what shaped her, her relationship with God is what shaped her. Her staying attached to this house and having the same spiritual father that I had was by God's design, not mine or my husband's. And I think it's very important in this day and age in the Church of Jesus Christ that people actually realize the high price that was paid for real freedom, not for religion. It's very important. So, and can I just say something on that? Because I think anything. what's so yeah. beautiful is, is like you were saying, it was never something that you made me do. It was in our relationship and watching and then you allowing me to be me and to be an individual and have my relationship with God. And even as a child, you didn't make me read the Bible. I'm not saying that you shouldn't encourage your children to read the Bible. What I'm saying is is that that my deep love for the word was not forced on me. You allowed me, because everyone is going to connect to the word and their relationship with God in a different way. And it just so happened that I love words the same way as you. You never showed me how to do a word study. Nope. You never, like, that was just something that was individual to me, and it just also happened to be something that you did. And so that's, while it looks like maybe it's something that you taught me, that was you allowing me to be me and never forcing me into something. And even as I grew... Um, as a woman, and then also in the spirit, you allow me, and still allow me, because I'm never going to stop being your baby, 
I know, right? And now that I'm a mom, I realize exactly. that too. They're never not your babies. Right. That you still allow me as an individual because we all grow and change mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. And, um, you know, our unique individual attributes will change and will grow and mature. And those are things that in trusting relationships, and I think what God gave me and you, and then also my dad, and as parents, the view that you gave me is that I know that God allows me to be the individual that I am, and he wants me to be the individual that I am. He doesn't want me to be Kathy, while I might have some of the attributes. Mm -hmm. And again, because you're also a spiritual parent... So there's just these different levels. And I think right now, like at the beginning of the conversation, just act like you're in our living room with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don't take away like all the Christianese, like act like you're just in our living room. Like we're, you're just, we're going to talk about God and how each one of us, he wants who we are because why, like when you think about God, the existing creator, why would he make us each so drastically different Mm -hmm. if he didn't want drastically different representations of him? Yeah. He wouldn't have. Right. Right. Yeah. Is that it? Mm -hmm. For now. Okay, cool. For now. I love it. For now. So, um, so one of the things that I think my trust is that you grasp tonight is that, um, Learning to walk uniquely as yourself is key, but also without compromising truth. Because, you know, some of us, we want freedom, but we want to be really free, like totally free and no disciplines and no, we just want to flow freely in the Holy Ghost. And that doesn't, you can flow, flow freely in a ghost. Like I loved that Abel said in prayer that the Holy Ghost would be the only ghost here tonight. Because I think in the body of Christ, part of the danger in freedom is that people go so free that they get separate from the Holy Spirit. And so that's why we advocate knowing the word. We advocate being a person of the word in so. And so um, so I, um, I think the beauty of uniqueness is that exactly what you just said, because I wrote it down as the brilliance of God. It's the brilliance of God to make every single one of us unique and different. He's that creative that no two human beings, I mean, you know, scientists talk about snowflakes. Well, all that is, is a picture of the way God made humans. Every, everything that happens on this planet is a picture of something else with respect to the creativity of God in man. If we begin to see that, then we begin to get a little more creative and even a little freer of what God means. Like marriage, Marriage wasn't like just, oh, well, let's have marriage. Let's have love between a man and a woman. It's a picture of intimacy, and it's a picture of something that God wants to have with us, not sexually or sensually, but that degree of connection. And so God begins to teach us. So this uniqueness tonight, I'm going to start out with, um, okay, uh, uh, I know you're ready. You're going to love this question. my unedited response. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing that happens in our living room is the unedited, which some of our conversations, if you heard them, it would scare the snot out of you. But anyways, but see, but, but the important thing is that we get that intimate with God, that we're not afraid for him to teach us what freedom really is. So here's the first question, okay? Many say, this is, okay, y'all, like, turn off religion, okay? And, and don't think that I'm dissing anybody, but 
Many say, quote unquote, get out of your comfort zone. And we know it's not beneficial to live in just a comfortable place. Yet, Jesus speaks of an extreme peace and security. Speak from your perspective regarding comfort and the ease of existing with him every day, all day. I think, I mean, I hate to be like, it's, it always comes back to relationship. Mm-hmm. It always comes back to relationship. And I feel like for me, again, because I had such a good relationship with you and dad, always, right? Like always I knew that you loved me no matter what. Mm-hmm. No matter you allowed me always growing up, no matter, and this is like something that I try to give my kids, is that I could come to you with any question and you would not make me feel stupid. You wouldn't be mad at me if the question was quote unquote inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Like you weren't afraid of my questions. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because that was the picture given to me, and I know that's not the case for all of us. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean that that's not something you can have with God. Right. Um, so I think for me, because I always had that, I always knew that no matter what, and I still know that no matter what my question that I might have about existence, that I might have about the word, that I might have about the things that go on in the world, that I might have about things that Sometimes as humans, we feel like God allows to happen, even though I know deep down it's not that he's allowing it to happen. But right, we all have these things. And because I know that no matter what I come to God with, that I will never be made to feel stupid, that I will never be made to feel wrong, that there will be absolutely no shame ever. Like ever. There's nothing that I could do to stop the intimacy that I have with God. And so I think that comfort, that's what brings me peace. And I actually did a thing on Instagram this week about peace and about shalom and about being complete wholeness. And complete wholeness isn't perfection. Complete wholeness Mm. is just complete wholeness. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like all the different pieces of God. And... So knowing that, I don't walk around on eggshells. That's key. I don't walk around concerned with if I'm doing it right. Mm -hmm. Because I never had to do that with you and dad. And so I don't do that now with God. I know that if I do something and it's not right, well, then the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. I'll get a check. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll do it differently next time. Right. Right. And then honestly, sometimes... I know that I'm not doing it right in the moment. Yeah. Like, we all know. We know. But even with that, I'm just like, because it would be like me as a child doing something, and I know you don't want me to do it, but I do it anyways. But I know that you're still going to love me. Right. So I'm not saying that I'm walking around doing whatever the heck I want. What I'm saying is that in moments when I'm being stubborn because I'm a human and I'm not perfect, that I know that it's okay. Uh That the Holy Spirit, he's going to speak to me. He's going to communicate to me. You know that's not what you should have done. And then the next time, I'll do it differently because, again, Uh it's in the Spirit. See, what you were saying is we can be completely free in the Spirit because it's in the Spirit. Right. 
So it doesn't mean that you're free and perfect in the spirit. It means that you're free and it's in the spirit. So it's not that you're just free. When you're free, right, and you're separate and you're completely separate from the spirit, that's when there's trouble. That's when you're in trouble. That's when you're just out there living and doing whatever the heck you want. Yeah. With nothing... That's kind of all the different, Heather, with all the different things that Heather expounded on so beautifully last week that the Holy Spirit is to us. When we're separate and apart from that, trying to live in freedom, that's when you get into trouble. But when you have the Spirit, it doesn't say that you're going to be perfect, Mm -hmm. but you have the Spirit being all of those beautiful things. And if you didn't listen to it, go back and listen because she's a beautiful teacher on all the things that the Holy Spirit is to us in every moment of every day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's how I can walk around in complete mm-hmm. peace, in comfort. It's not walking around trying to be perfect. And that, the, yeah. And the reason that I brought up the whole comfort zone thing is because I think that, yeah, your, your comfort and your peace and so forth. Um, the reason that I brought up that whole aspect is because I think that um, often when we're wanting to grow, we're wanting to learn, um, we are encouraged, and I'm not saying that this type of encouragement is wrong, to not just sit in our comfort zone. But I think that sometimes that alone can take us to a place where we actually resist comfort from the Holy Ghost. We are constantly endeavoring to grow, and we try to make it happen. We try to make ourselves, and we try to stay away from a place where I'm comfortable and at peace. And I think um, it's important to realize that when we do that, if all we focus is I, I need to not be comfortable. If I'm going to actually grow and change, I need to be uncomfortable. Like growth, I mean, isn't it kind of counterproductive to always be taught that growth should be uncomfortable? I mean, come on, guys. I mean, Jesus paid a high price that, for, you know, we don't have to, like, literally crucify ourselves. Are y'all? I mean, like, I understand that some of what, some of what we're doing this is all about the word, though, because that's the brilliance of God. When you are a person of the word, you can begin to breathe more freely. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to literally be some sort of Hebrew scholar or you know theologian that has memorized all the scriptures. But when you're a person of the word, there has to be a measure where that is a comfort zone for us. Like, Lord, I may not know it all now, but I know that your word is a safe place for me. So I'm not going to constantly feel that I must be uncomfortable in order to be maturing. It's, it's very important that you, because here's the deal. Are we productive or are we fruitful? I mean, seriously, God wants us to be fruitful. You can be productive and have not one stinking thing going on spiritually in your life. But other people would look at you. I mean, you can come in and jump and scream and shout and holla and talk in tongues and pay your tithe and, and never kill anybody and feel absolutely no intimacy with God. Right? I mean, like, seriously. And I think that part of why Neil and I, we didn't, we, we covered our kids. And yeah, they, they got in trouble. It's not that they never got in trouble, but we didn't want them to think they had to perform for us and especially not spiritually. We wanted them to have legitimate intimacy with God, not the church and not the church world. And we wanted them to love the word, not think they were going to die if they didn't carry a Bible. Are y'all with me? 
Is this okay? Don't be freaking out thinking we're saying, be free and you ain't got another word. No, that's the last thing we would say to you. I mean, part of it was, it was so wild how God began to just draw Marianne. And this is why it wasn't just wild and beautiful because she was five years old when she got baptized in the spirit, but it was, she got born again at like four, baptized in the spirit at five. She comes and says, I'm born again in the Holy Ghost, mom. And I'm like, you were already born again, baby. She said, no, you know, like, and she started doing tongues. I'm like, oh, okay. But what I saw in her at an early age, you know, if that's just starting in you now, don't look at your natural age. Hunger is hunger. Whether it hits you at five or it hits you at 55 or 95, hunger is hunger. And she began, she would see me highlighting in my Bible and stuff. And she wasn't even like at five, five and six, you know, she's just knows a few words, but she would literally get her highlighter out and highlight entire pages and then flip and whole pages. And I watched that and didn't, I wasn't going to say a word because there was something God was doing in stimulating hunger. And it was unique. I mean, some people would be like, you know, don't, that's sacrilege. Don't be messing with your Bible like that. But I was like, because God ministered to my heart, I'm showing her the love of the word. She can't even read it yet. But she's like highlighting. And I thought, okay, you're highlighting in a different way than a yellow marker. So, you know, that's why I wanted to do this discussion with her tonight because um, it's just, it's important that you realize how free you are in truth, how free you are to learn with God the way you learn with God. This chair has like got me with my back to people, but I don't want to turn from you. Okay, that's better. Now, I can, hey, Deb. So anyhow, this is so important. That's why we wanted you guys to like feel us, like feel us because... Being in this house is part of why our family could be the where it was. Some of what we've walked through as a family, if we had not been here in a house that literally allowed you to have freedom in truth with the Holy Spirit and the power of the living word, Jesus, I don't know how we'd have made it. So you ready for another question? So you can describe this more because I described this particular question by your highlight pen. But how and when did your love for the word start? Can you remember what it was like when you were a little kid? Because you just got, like, possessed. I can't really remember. It was just kind of like always. Yeah. Um, I do think, I think there was, like, there was growing, right? Like, I always, I mean, obviously when I couldn't read, I wasn't looking up words. But I just remember when I could look up words, like, when I would be able to read the scriptures or, like, you know, I'd come home from church and we would have had, like, you know, like, memory verses or whatever we did that I would just be like, Oh, you know, that's a cool word. And then I would look the word up, you know, this is like before internet, you know what I mean? So like, I'd have my little dictionary and like, I'd look the word up in the dictionary and I didn't know anything about like strongs or anything. It was just, let's look up the definition. And then books were in our home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like, as I got older and then it was like, Oh, you know, then I could look at the strongs. Like you showed, I, I asked, I, mm-hmm. I'm sure, I mean, I don't remember the moment, but like I asked it. So it just yeah. got progressive, like it got yeah. progressively more like, but then I think something happened bigger when I was 18, because then it's almost like it's, because obviously, I mean, I'm your kid. So like you come to church on Sunday and obviously when I started to be able to drive, like there was still an option, right? Like I started to be like, I could have worked on you know, back then it was Tuesday nights, there was church in the middle of the week, but I started, you you never made me come. Like we come on Sundays, but I I even remember like midweek service was never like, I didn't have to if I didn't want to. Right. So then I just remember it was like, oh, but I wanted to. 
So then when I was 18, then it was like really kind of like, not that you guys ever, like there was never like any set anything. It was just like something. And I call them, I call them like burning bush moments yeah. where you have this encounter with God and you realize that there's a different place you're supposed to go. Right. And so I remember when I was 18, that was probably my biggest up at that point, my biggest burning bush moment where it was like, okay, you know, high school's over. I get to decide what, like what's next. And I just, and it was never in that, at that point you were the, the director of the training center, right? That was never anything that even I had thought about, like going to training center. I had never even thought, I mean, I hadn't really thought about much, honestly. I wasn't like, I hadn't thought about going to college. I hadn't really thought, there was not a lot of pressure. Like you guys never pressured any of us, my brothers, any of us, you never pressured us into a certain track of life um, that we were supposed to go on. Not that you didn't encourage us to live our lives, but you were never like, this is what you're going to do. Um, and so we all had this freedom. And again, safety in the freedom because we knew that you guys were there. And again, so the, I think these are all layers that God, that God used so that then these are layers that I have in trust with him. That even when I don't necessarily know the full plan, right, um, I know that I'm going to be safe. So it was, I had that burning, I had this burning bush moment where it was like, all of a sudden it was like, I knew, okay, there's more than just me loving the word of God, right? That there's another level that um, God wanted me to go to and that I needed to go to the training center. And I remember I came to you and I think you were just like, because it wasn't even like we had conversations. You never even like brought it up. It was never even like, oh, you should go to the training center. I think if anything, you steered clear of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't even anything that we talked about. While still though, as I grew up, we had conversations about the training center. Wow. Yeah. I would take the tests. Because I was in it from, you were like but eight like, or nine. Yeah. Or but 10. we would have, because again, we've always sat and had conversations right. like this on the couch about God and mm. And just the freedom to, to ask questions about God and um, to explore what I thought about God without fear of saying it right or saying it wrong, just being able to have conversations about what did I think about God? What did I think about the universe? What did I think about anything? There was just such a freedom um, and an expansiveness, is, I think is the only kind of word, that you allowed for me to have. So then when I probably, when I came to you and I was like, well, I think I'm going to come to the training center. You were probably shocked. Maybe not. Maybe the Holy Spirit told you that that was probably going to happen. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. But it wasn't anything that we had talked about. And then I, that was just kind of, it just has progressed from there. I mean, and even, I mean, the, your title of tonight, like the individual, I think that as I've even grown as a woman, and I think that's just something that also happens naturally is that you become more comfortable mm-hmm. um, with who you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that does even when you are in the spirit and you're in the word and you have that relationship with God and you grow in the spirit, but then you're also growing naturally, there is, there is a freedom to then be that individual 
and to, to be that individual, that spiritual individual, individual in every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think because it's like even me, even going to training center and then eventually, you know, teaching and, um, you know, being uncomfortable at first when you're 20, how old was I? I don't know, 25. How, when I started teaching in the training center, yeah, I don't, know, I, don't know, I was younger than that. And like, but I think yeah. even all of the in life and, um, in, in growth in God and all of the uncomfortable moments <laughs> that you can have that in the moment feel hugely uncomfortable, right? And then, you know, at, when you're at a certain age, you feel like you've got to say it a certain way and you've got you to do it a certain way. But then in the beautiful relationship that you have with God and because it's, it's in the spirit, there is freedom, Right. And so when you are constantly living in the spirit, not in church, but in the right. spirit, there is more and more freedom that comes to be yourself. Yeah. And yeah. the fear drops off. Right. Right? The fear of having to be correct right. drops off. And then the freedom to be completely you without fear yeah. of being correct. I mean, that I think probably even in the last three years has been the biggest thing for me Yeah, is just the, I'm not afraid to, I don't, I don't care if I'm right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care if I, like, the fear of getting up. And even when I've taught on Sundays and stuff, the fear of saying something, the correct Christian way has completely dropped off because I have freedom in the spirit. Yeah. It's not freedom separated from the spirit, but I am in constant relationship. I mean, you have to think about the plan of God. Right. You've got Jehovah, God, the creator. Okay. The creator of all things. And then you have Jesus, Emmanuel. That is the creator with us. Yeah. Okay. The creator with us, but then you have the Holy spirit. That's the creator filling you. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That's the creator in every moment of your life. And I think that's where I'm in all these burning bush moments where I'm at presently is that I, the realization that this beautiful plan of God was that I would be filled with the creator. Yeah. Yeah. And that in every moment that as I'm filled, because again, it's freedom in the spirit. It's freedom. I, as I have this relationship with the creator of all things and I am fil- literally filled with the creator, that then what's the next step? The next step that is that then the creator would come out of me, but in the Marianne version. Mm -hmm. And so that then in moments in life, when I am sitting with somebody, they are, they're thinking they're getting Marianne, but they're getting the creator of the universe. Like that's the whole plan. You know what I mean? Like Jehovah, Emmanuel, spirit coming out, like gushing out. Like, like I, sometimes it sits and it like blows my mind. If you think about it, it's the creator of everything that fills us mm-hmm. so that then in moments in life, and this is what my, my greatest joy is right now is that I can sit with a person and they can literally, they, whether they realize it or not, that they can sit in that as me being me, because I feel like I have the ability, I can make people feel comfortable because I truly enjoy people. Yeah. I have no preconceived motive 
when I sit with somebody, and that was a big thing for me too, is that I let go of all the feeling like if I sit with somebody, well, as a Christian, I should like seal the deal and get that John three sixteen, And you know what I'm saying? Like when I finally let go of that, when I let go of I'm supposed to do it like this, and I sat and I said, no, you know what? God created each of us. Right. And you know what I really want to do? And this is what like conversations I have with God. I want to enjoy people. Yes. I want to truly enjoy them, not because I want to get something done or because I want to fix them, because it's not my job to fix them. No. I want to enjoy them. And so now where I'm at, that when I can sit with somebody and without, I'm not trying to do it right, I just want to enjoy that human because God created that human. And so as you sit and when you truly enjoy somebody, they can feel it. Yeah, they can. And so one of my greatest joys is knowing that, like, if I just, as I'm just enjoying the person, and, like, literally just, we're just talking about whatever, if they can leave that moment and they felt completely accepted by me, they were feeling completely accepted by the creator of all things. And that one moment Mm -hmm. of acceptance can keep them from the rest of their lives. I've sat with somebody before, and I know, like, this was, like, the first time. They, they told me something that most people would not be able to handle. Yeah. But I know in that moment, I just sat and I said, thank you so much for trusting me. Yeah. And that was the creator of all things, yep. looking them yep. in the eyes and giving them acceptance. Because if I had have done anything, if I had have made a look, if I had have given yeah. a different reaction, that person could have left and been like, you know what? They're right. I should kill myself. Yeah. Because that's how big it was what they told me. But yeah. because I allow myself to be filled with the creator, I could sit in that moment and give them complete, complete mm-hmm. acceptance that could mm-hmm. keep them for the rest of their lives, that then could lead them down the road, right. or not could, will lead them down the right. road to truth. Right. Yeah. I think it's so important. These things that Marianne's saying, um, and of course, you know, like you could think, well, I got her up here because she's my daughter. No, some of it is this freedom of, because it's, yes, she had parents that didn't control her, but at the same time, she was going into the word of God. The word of God is like anesthesia for life on planet earth. Seriously, because a lot of the the growing into, and I, I really feel strongly that so is to help people to grow into being comfortable in their own Christ-empowered skin. You know, some people are going to be teachers that are going to teach, you know, step one, step two, step three. But it's important that each of us realize that we're all teachers on the planet. We're all guides. For somebody, and the the more that we can get into the peace inside of ourselves to accept ourselves, um, you know, don't think she's painted a beautiful picture. I love it the way that you love your dad and I, but we haven't had a perfect home. It was not perfect. No, 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 for many different reasons. But at the same time, the word. This is what I feel like both of us want to to help y'all with. I mean, you're here on a Wednesday night. You could be anywhere. But you're here on a Wednesday night. Most of you come every single Wednesday night. And so there's clearly something God is doing in you to free you. And I think that it is a time when if there's 
anything that the globe needs, but most especially this land of the free and the brave is the real spirit to come and bring the freedom that a high price, not just by Jesus, but by the men and women of this nation, the, the, the forefathers, everything, the people that came here and set up a nation. There's something God's doing in the body of Christ that is about us getting comfortable in our skin. It is about us not hanging our entire, you know, confidence on the fact that we're quote unquote Christians. You see, you can hang it on the title Christian, never hang it on to Christ. I I had a conversation with Pastor Gavin uh, um, recently, and then we had had it before. And so in this conversation the other day, I said, remember when I said to you um, the change? Because I so, I so, I know that, you know, all the leaders in this room as well, we so support because he is being used by God to um, knock over some sacred cows. Because the church has got a lot of sacred cows. And, um, and, I, and, and he wouldn't, like he's not thinking I'm intended for this. But one of the things I said to him is the challenge that I have sometimes with um, church or the church world is that many churches, there's no Christ there. There's beautiful doctrines from scripture that are simply used to get things done and prove that we're Christians. I mean, Jesus kind of simplified it. He was like, I love you. God loves you. I love God. There's something about, like when Samuel talked about the we. We are we. We are we with Jesus. And he's, I think that there's a message, honestly, and this is why I kind of wanted her just, you know, just come up here and just do what you do, babe. Just, just be you. And, and yet she's a powerful her, and so are you. You're powerful yous. You're powerful. Do you realize how powerful you are? Do you realize that you were never intended to be a church clone? You were never intended to just carry the tag Christian. In fact, it'd be cool if we didn't even have to say it, that that's what we are. That we just begin to cause people to sense love. I mean, you know, Abram was out in the middle. I mean, he was like, you know, like a new ager out there chanting at the sun and the moon, sitting out in the desert, you know, like calling out, like his spirit was calling out. He got an answer from the one true living God. Seriously, you know, we're so busy judging people because they don't do it the church way. And yet the father of faith didn't do it the church way. But God came. Why? His heart was calling out. And so that's one of the things I wanted us to just have this conversation tonight that, that you all begin to just let your guard down, you know, let, let your shoulders relax, you know, don't take this military stance with Christianity. And even on coming on Wednesday, don't, don't feel like you have to take a military stance. If you're a person who loves the word, beautiful, love the word, but don't put yourself or anybody else in this military stance of, okay, I I just, I need to learn this. I need to learn this because like I'm going down the tubes right now. You ready for some more questions? Or do you have something to say there? Um, let me pick which one. Which one do I want? Okay. 
in extremely difficult times in your life, what's a key way you connect with God in order to thrive, not just survive? Say it again. In extremely difficult times in life, what's a key way you connect? And I put that in all caps. He must have been like hollering at that question at me to give her. Um, with God, how you connect with him in order to thrive and not just survive. And that's interesting because you've, you, you've walked through some tough stuff. Uh, I think, so let me just start like, with kind of some growth because you talk about difficult times. And so a lot of you probably already know when my son, the most difficult thing that I've ever walked through um, was when Eli, my son, was diagnosed with cancer. And something kind of, and this is good, like I have to kind of start before that to get to where I can talk about how I connect. So when Sozo's first came, um, we all had to have one, right? So I used to be on staff and we all as staff, like when Sally first started doing Sozo's, part of her training, like all of us on staff, we had to get a Sozo. And um, I hate being told what to do. So like, I hated the fact that I had to do it. Um, And so then I'm like sitting there and we're doing it. And then part of it, and I don't know if it's just like still part of it. You're probably laughing at me, Babette, because you're Sozo. So it's like the ladder, right? Is that what it's called? The ladder? And so kind of walks through like um, how you connect with like with God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, right? And then I guess like each one kind of represents a different person in your life. And I remember specifically, um, so Sally says to me, well, you know, I feel like your mom is really taking the place of the Holy Spirit in your life. And oh my gosh, it made me so mad. It made me so mad. I remember being so irate. And here's the thing with me, like when I'm in counseling, like I don't even try to like act like I'm okay with something, right? Like I could actually have a blank stare, bad attitude. Like I don't try to hide it. I'm like, you're the one I'm here because I have to be like, I'm not going to make you feel bad, good about it. Um, I mean, I know that sounds really bad, but I'm just going to be real. Like I'm just, just how I am. And, um, I would made me so mad. It made me so mad probably because it was right. Right. Probably. It will not probably, it was right. And that's why it made me so angry because at that point in my life, if I, you know, my, my, my intimacy with God, fantastic, Jesus, fantastic. But when it really came down to it, when I really needed anything, you could always make it better. And I didn't realize that that was right until I got to the point with when Eli was diagnosed with cancer yeah. and he, there was no possible way for you to make that okay. And I remember, like, I, it was almost, like, I, like, you just, and I didn't, I, I don't even know if you remember, like, I didn't call and talk to you about it a lot. Uh-uh, you called and told me and that was it. Um, but even, because it was a three, it was a long, it was a long process. Um, and it was like right away I knew like there, my relationship with the Holy Spirit went to a whole nother level because all of a sudden I realized you had been the Holy Spirit for me. You had been able to make everything okay. Um, and, but now, no, you couldn't make it okay. And, and I can't, it wasn't even like anything. It was just like, I just... The, it, it, he, the Holy Spirit was just there. Yeah. yeah. Like, I could cry because it was just like, it wasn't even like anything had to specifically happen. It was just like, bam, the Holy Spirit was there. And so 
that in the darkest times is, is the Holy Spirit, the creator, literally right there, right there, communicating whatever, like and, and communicating in ways that are like, I can't even, I can't even explain, yeah. um, humanly, right? Like, so I think it's really when it all comes down to it in those, the most difficult times in our life, it's stripping away all the things that, all the natural things um, that maybe in undifficult times you allow to be your comfort um, and really just letting it be the Holy Spirit. Like stripping away whatever it is. And, and a lot of times in those really difficult times, you don't even have an option because the things that would bring right. you comfort, they don't. They anymore. don't. They don't. They and can. that's what's, it doesn't make sense, but it wasn't like it, the Holy Spirit create just there. Right. Just there. And that's why it's like having the relationship all the time. Um, it's not like this momentary thing. That's why it's like, even the fact that we're all here right now, the fact that there's a desire, it's like this whole picture. Like you have to look, it's not like these momentary times in life. If you look out big picture, it's like, this is all life. Like when you're constantly just in Mm -hmm. relationship, right? Like you're not only in relationship when things suck. Right. It's this, this constant relationship always there. And then just the beautifulness of how, of that relationship and how, when you have the relationship with the Holy Spirit, how he, how, because the creator is the creator in the beginning and the end, there's always a preparation, right. Um, that you don't even, you're not aware of, right. There's always that when you're in that always relationship that when, cause life is going to happen. Oh yeah. Right. Like, it's stuff is going to happen because it's planet earth and, and you know, mm-hmm. it just is. Mm-hmm. But when you're in constant relationship, not just like opening up your Bible when the S H I T hits the fan. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But then when that's that always, and that, that's the picture that God's giving us throughout the word is that it's, right. this is a relationship. This isn't just your Christian life. Right. This is right. your life. This is yeah. your relationship with God every yeah. day communicating. Some days I don't open up my Bible, but I'm always, I'm praying in the spirit all the time. I'm talking to God. When I'm mad, I'm talking to God. I have ridiculous conversations with God just in my head. You know what I'm saying? Like right. this relationship is just always happening. Not just when I come or when I'm being Christian, or, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that is what keeps me in, in the times, is the relationship, is the reality of yeah. the relationship. Not my Christianness, yeah. Yeah, but no. the reality of my relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I want to I just kind of capitalize on, you know, what you had said, because I think that, that even if the body of Christ is really going to grow, um, we're going to grow up, we're going to mature, even what you had said about relationship, when you hit that point, I could no longer be what I was used to being for you, which honestly, that was hard as hell. Because we're talking about my baby's baby. And he's my baby too. He's part. And so, but what, what some of my lessons were was, we have to learn to discern how to approach people 
and how to have relationship, not just with God, but in learning to have relationship with God, we've got to grow in how we have relationship with others. And if, if as the body of Christ, we're going to be the guides in the earth, you know, and I'm not talking all new age or anything, but we're going to be the ones who bring the living word to others, then we're going to have to learn that there are times that we do have to learn to step back no matter what we think. It, it, I learned so much there because there weren't, she needed to kick into overdrive with Holy Spirit, with God, in order to be who she needed to be to her son, to her family, with her husband. And sometimes I think as Christians, we want to always be able to fix. We want to be always, or we may feel like, in order to bring truth to people, we've got to always know what to say, know what to bring, know what to pray. And there are going to be times you don't have, you couldn't bring anything. And I think it's important rather than to look and say, we have all the answers for you. Would anybody agree that's kind of sometimes a Christian attitude? We know and you don't. I'm just going to let that lay there because it, we, we want to act humble, but be in pride sometimes. Like we see people struggling with things and we, and it might be something that we've never struggled with. And, you know, like I had never, I'd never had that as a mother. So I had to step back and say, you know, God, I really wouldn't know what to say to her right now because I didn't have anything like that happen to one of my children. So I think, I think even that we're, we're sharing openly because If we're really going to bring truth, we're going to have to go way farther than chapters and verses. We're going to have to be loved in such a way by God himself that when we speak, people listen. And when we don't speak, they see. You see that one of the things that... um, I've watched with her. I've watched with other faculty members, the faculty that teaches here, the people that take this platform. I've seen, you know, we've all grown up together here. For 31 years, we've been here. 31 years. 32 years. Whatever. That's a long time. And people come into relationship with God and with one another. And so there is something quite profound happening, not just in this body, but yes, this body for this region. We're in a very key region in this nation. We might be out in Manassas or Warrington where we live or whatever, but we are 30 miles from the government of the planet. Pastor Barry used to say, if, if America sneezes, <laughs> the world catches a cold. But think about that. We've been given influence and visibility with the word, with how our lives express the word. Um, what, um, we just have a few more minutes, and I kind of am not feeling some of these questions. Holy Spirit. <laughs> some of them could be mine. That's why I'm not feeling them now. Um, and I have no problem saying that. Um, what would you say to encourage everybody, just in kind of final words, to embrace their own uniqueness, embrace their own personality? Um, you know, sometimes you 
don't perceive yourself as like, you know, we look at other people and think, well, I, I would rather be more like her. Or as a teacher, I would rather be more like that person. Or, and I'm certainly not putting Marianne up here like everybody should be like Marianne. Certainly not. Um, but she has embraced freedom in an interesting way because even our lives as ministers here in this household, they're manifesting way different than what we thought it would look like if you had asked us 10 years ago. You know, I mean, she's not on staff here now. And I would never have thought that would be the case. And yet she's walking in the fullness of her ministry on the planet. So what would you say to just encourage people that, you know, you may not be grappling with your own personality or personage or uniqueness tonight, um, but I promise you, if, you're, if, you're, if you continue to live in, on the planet, at some point, the enemy's going to mess with you and try to make you feel insecure or inept or just at a loss in what you face. So what would you say, um, just as encouragement, of um, maybe something you've learned from God, the Holy Spirit, or whatever, um, when I finally stop being your Holy Spirit. (laughs) But you know what, I mean, like even that, like I don't, it's just, I think it's all still a beautiful, I mean, we each have like our walks with God and our relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think my biggest encouragement would just be, is that God wants us to enjoy our lives. Yes. And I probably say that all the time because it's the truth. Like, he made you like the things that you like. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I feel like the picture can be given that, like, you're not supposed to do anything unless it's, you know, like, literally singing a worship song or, like, literally reading your Bible, you know, in a certain version. You know what I'm saying? Like... Mm -hmm. I just think sometimes that's the picture that can be given. And I'm like, no, like God, yes. Right. Like obviously, yes. But God made you, you all like even your unique interests that you have that might seem secular. I, I think for me, as I've grown and because again, because when you're in relationship with God, you like, and again, like I keep going back to this because this is something that God has always shows me is that it's freedom in the spirit. See, don't, this would be my biggest thing. You don't, don't separate your life from secular and spiritual. And I know we say that all the time, but like literally don't. So like, even when I'm listening to my podcasts about nothing that has to do with God, right? I can still, in that mm-hmm. podcast, mm-hmm. God communicates to me. Right, right. So I think enjoy the things that you enjoy. Right. When you're in the spirit, you don't have to be afraid. Because if you start going places that you shouldn't, yeah. the Holy Spirit's going to tell you. Yes. Yeah. So like, this is my encouragement. Yeah. Enjoy your life. Yeah. Enjoy your life. Enjoy the things. Because as you enjoy, and again, all this is still in the spirit. Like, this is not separate from, I love music. I listen to music, music. all mm. the time. Yeah, I love music. And all it's times. like rock and roll. I'm like very into the 70s. But like, I'll sit there and I'll hear the words of certain songs. And I'm like, yep. God, I love you, Jesus. Yeah. You know, so Come it's on. like, enjoy your life. As mm-hmm. you enjoy your life in the spirit and you are being who God made you to be, Right. Things are going to open up. 
Right. I constantly, when I hear stories, because I listen to podcasts, I read articles just about all kinds of people and like their stories and how their life unfolded. It's, they were living their life and things happened. And so if you think about that in the spirit, live your life, be you, be the unique individual that God made you to be. And whatever the door is that while you're doing it in the spirit, in relationship with the creator of all things, the doors will be opened. Enjoy your life. That's my encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. I want to. I want to tag on um, your your sacred and secular. I know it's just, it's just simple, but it's I like... love that. No, that's so. It's so key because here's the bottom line: everything's inside of God. You know, like we say, well, we're we're in God because we're Christian or whatever. But do you know that everything's in God? Like t- we're not in time. God's not in time. Time's in God. You know, I encourage you, open, open your heart, too, to the kingdom teaching that's going to be coming here and swim in the water with God. But I want the sacred and secular. What, when would God ever call something secular? God wants to claim everything. Now, that's not to say that, some, that everything... That God loves the people, that what they're saying or the songs, the words are his choice. But the point is, we need to know that when God calls something, he's going to call it something with a positive bent. Like some of the people that have written good music and done fabulous stuff, some of them have incredible anointings. They just don't know it. I'm not saying, you know, like there is music that'll make you feel funky. But God's not looking at those people and judging and saying, they are so funky. You see, love doesn't call something it doesn't, especially when you're God, call something you don't want it to be. Because if God says that's secular, it'll never be anything but. So I think it's time for the church to wake up. We have designs that will say, well, this is sacred, this is true, this is holy, and that's not. God doesn't say it's not because if he says it's not, it'll never be anything but not. Are y'all with me? This is really important tonight because if you're going to embrace your individuality and your uniqueness, you're going to have to realize that God says you are holy. God says that you're acceptable. God says that you have gifts and qualities that much of the church may not yet accept as a gift from him. You see, this is why I'm like Marianne. I love human beings. I, I sometimes can be sitting with people that, you know, would freak most people in the church just their language alone. And, and I'm like not even hearing it because I'm seeing something in them like, this dude's got an anointing in God. But sometimes because people act a certain way, we don't even see the godness there. Do you understand that all human beings are spirit beings? Yeah. Well, you do understand that spirit came from God, yeah. not the devil. All humans are made in God's image. So they may not know what they house, but they house something. And I think the church has got to learn that evangelism is actually unwrapping the Christmas gift. Not judging it. Loving enough to go and build relationships, build friendships, get some money in the bank so you can make a withdrawal. You know, when people start asking questions, and that doesn't mean that we've got to have friendships where we don't even like the people. I'm, you may, but I'm, I'm not saying just go out there and be a doormat. That's not what we're saying up here. But because we, that's, there's enough of us 
there's enough of us to all enjoy right. the different people. Exactly. So, you know, take the encouragement that Marianne gave. And even when you come each Wednesday, as we worship, be free in worship. If you feel to dance, if you feel, if you feel to sit down and ponder, there's no judgment here. We're, we don't have expectations on you except that you would have an encounter with God, that you would grow in truth, that you would hear truth and not inside of someone else's perspective. Does this all make sense to you guys tonight? Because the, this, this household, the whole premise of this household, God uprooted a family from 10,000 miles away to, put, to start a church here. Northern Virginia did not need another church. There's more churches than 7-Elevens. Seriously, 30-something years ago, 34 years ago, literally on this parkway, there's like five, which God bless them all. Seriously. But we need to understand that, that he uprooted and he, he gave the original father of this house this beat in his heart. Northern Virginia shall be saved. You do understand, if you knew him at all, he wasn't talking about a ticket to heaven. He was talking about a ticket for heaven to earth. And that heaven would come to earth in the people that were trained and guided and loved and nurtured and linked with this household. That freedom would reign in Northern Virginia the way Jesus intended it to. So we just, I hope you take the encouragement from her, the encouragement from me. We get up here and be like just gut-wrenchingly frank because God is doing something in so. And I encourage you, invite friends. Don't, not because they're Christian. Invite them to come with you to a place where they can find themselves. You know, sometimes we need to not tell people, come find yourself in God. No, just find yourself. If you actually are finding yourself, it's because of God. It'll be because of God. Because some of that other stuff you ain't finding. You're finding other ghosts. Seriously. If, if you're searching for your interior with anything other than the Holy Spirit, you will not find the right ghost. I hope you all aren't offended by our frankness here tonight. But there is something happening at So. There is something happening at Living Faith. Bring people with you. Bring family with you. Invite people to So Chats. It, there is something happening whereby people are coming into their own coming to Christ. Maybe not the way some of us thought evangelistic behavior would happen. But nonetheless, people are coming to the real Jesus, not the church Jesus. So bring people that you know need something, but don't tell them what they need ahead of time. Let them decide. You know, and if they come and they hate it, don't be offended. They just don't understand. But I promise you, if they get even a little taste of what, you know, why do you come? I, I'm really, JR always encourages me, you know, we need to share with people, invite, not because we want to see the, the seats filled, but because we've been given a privilege, a mandate in God to love people, to care for them, to share our real selves with them. Not our Christian picture. Okay? Father, we love you so much tonight. We, we just honor you, Father God. We honor you, Jesus. We honor and treasure you, Holy Spirit. We know that there's something 
unique. That's our word tonight, unique happening even in this household. We embrace it, Father God. We embrace newness. We embrace evolving and transition and transparency. And we know that we've not done it all right and we aren't doing it all right right now, but we know that you're with us, Father God, and you want to love us so radically that love will literally seep out of us everywhere we go. We don't just want this smushy, gushy, crazy kind of stuff. We want the real thing. We want the real. We want to share, like Marianne and I have shared tonight, that no, we're not perfect. But he doesn't even expect that. He just wants to come and help us. So we honor you, Father, and and I thank you that whatever... However, you've chosen through Marianne and I tonight to touch hearts. We leave that to you, God. We leave that to you. I thank you for these beautiful people, Father God, who are hungry, who are committed, who are open and growing with us. Thank you so much for this community. Thank you so much, Jesus, for this community. Thank you. Thank you for this safe place. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your week.